Hey, it's Chris Terry from Gen Z Media, and I've got some exciting news. The Unexplainable Disappearance of Mars Patel is now a middle-grade book series. You can read all about the exciting adventures of Mars, Caddy, JP, and Toothpick as they search for their missing friends and come up against the brilliant and mysterious billionaire Oliver Pruitt. Pick up a copy now at your favorite bookstore. Two people claim to know everything about something, but only one knows anything. President Roosevelt wore an anti-gravity belt. Dinosaurs had two brains. Lucky kids live on Mars and go to school in flying cars. Or at least they will one day. Believe me, I'm a historian. An astronaut or drive a DeLorean. Would I lie? It's hard to say. This is Pants on Fire. And now, here's your host, Deborah Goldstein. Welcome to Pants on Fire, the game show where kids choose between the logical solution of truth and the cryptic illusion of lies. I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein, and in the studio today is our sound effect robot, Lisa, which stands for live in studio audience. <laughs> I'm thinking of a sound right now. Can you guess what it is? Uh, is it the sound of silence or the sound of a tree falling in a forest, but no one is there to hear it? No. Oh, I give up. It's the sound of a frog trying to whistle while eating peanut butter. Huh, what does that sound like? Like this. Interesting. And uh, what is the sound of a robot telling us how our game works? Kind of the same. Oh, really? Oh, no, wait. No, no. I know what you're saying. Uh, okay. <laughs> it sounds like this. Every week, we bring on two grown-ups. One is an expert. The other is a liar. And it's the job of a human child to help us figure out who is who. Because no one can spot a liar better than a kid. What are we lying about today, Deborah? We are lying about puzzles, games or toys in which you have to fit pieces together, or a problem or question you have to answer by using skill or knowledge. Lisa, I'd imagine that you're very good at solving puzzles. I have never met a puzzle I could not solve, and all the world is a puzzle. Oh, how is all the world a puzzle? Like my refrigerator, it's like a giant Tetris game where you have to stack all the food together so that it all fits like Tetris tiles. Wow, your refrigerator must be very organized. It is. Uh, just don't look too closely at the eggs. Uh, I guess I learned the hard way that just because the watermelon fits on top of the eggs, you shouldn't actually place the watermelon on top of the eggs. Noted. Uh, would you mind also noting who our contestant is today? Oh, yeah, I see her. <laughs> and who is she? Oh, right, 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 sorry. Our human child contestant is an eight-year-old who loves to dance and has a dog named Mitzi, Sadie Peltz. Hi, Sadie. Welcome to Pants on Fire. Hi. How are you today? Good. I'm glad to hear it. So you like to dance. What kind of dance do you do? Um, I do tap, musical theater, and hip-hop. What's your favorite? Tap. Tap. Cool, I love watching Tap. And you have a dog, is that correct? Yes. And your dog's name is Mitzi. Tell us about Mitzi. Um, she is a couch potato dog. <laughs> is that a special breed? No. No? What does it mean? She's very lazy and likes to sleep. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Are you also a couch potato dog, Lisa? I think I might be, yeah. I think Lisa might be one of those as well. <laughs> we finally figured out my breed. <laughs> 
Excellent. Well, we want to know some more facts about you, Sadie, but we're going to do it pants on fire style, which means we want you to tell us two truths and a lie, and we are going to figure out which one of those facts is actually a lie. All right, so you have your three facts, Sadie? Yes. What are they? One, my favorite food is pickles. Mm -hmm. Two, I'm great at gaga. And three, I love to go out for sushi. Okay, first you have to tell me what gaga is. Gaga is a game where you're in a pit and there's a ball and you have to try to hit the ball around and touch people's ankles to try to get them out. Okay, I don't know. What do you think, Lisa? Okay, let's see. Well, I think everyone loves sushi because they give you that really green, spicy thing and that's delicious. And I think that she's probably really good at Gaga, so I think she doesn't like pickles. Nice try. Get that out of here. Interesting. All right, Sadie. Which one of those facts is a lie? I love to go out for sushi. I was wrong? I love pickles. You love pickles. Pickles are awesome. I love pickles, too, and I was just joking. I think she doesn't like sushi. No, too late. Ah! (laughs) Okay, our first expert is John Chinesky. Please introduce yourself to Sadie. Hi, Sadie. I'm John Chinesky, and I am a professional puzzle maker. But, you know, most people think that means jigsaw puzzles, but I also construct crosswords, trivia quizzes, and other games for television and radio. Okay. Let's meet our second expert, Anne Soderberg. Anne, please introduce yourself to Sadie. Hey, Sadie. I'm Anne, and I'm a game designer for Escape the Room, which is a company based around escape rooms all through the United States, but we're mainly based out of New York City. Interesting. Tell us about the combination of sounds you're sharing, Lisa. Oh, I'm just scratching myself. I have a rash. No, that is not what's happening. Oh, the other sound? Yes, please. Oh, that music means it's hot seat time. That is correct. That is when we put our experts on the hot seat while they answer Sadie's questions. Lisa, who should we put on the hot seat first? I'm going to say Anne. Okay. Because I really love that musical. This musical called Anne? Yeah, it's about a little orphan. And as she has a dog and she goes and lives with like this rich man. Okay, not quite the same name, but we'll go with it anyway. All well, right, Sadie. Yeah, okay. Do you have a question for Anne? Can you tell me a little more about what your job is? Sure, yeah. So, like I said, I'm a game designer for Escape the Room, and basically I design escape rooms. And they were originally created to be designed to test people's teamwork capabilities, but um, what I really love about them is that they have so many other things that they help you do, like they increase people's reaction times and motor functions, and they even increase your lifespan expectancy, if you can believe that. If you get out of the room. Right, exactly. And that's the thing, that they teach you to be calmer when you are ever in a situation like that. So, you know, if you do more escape rooms, you actually might live longer. And I just think they're really fun. Uh, We do everything from alien invasions to getting out of jail and even uh, bank robberies. You could do one where, like, there's a lady who does a podcast and she won't ever let you leave. Uh, And you're a robot. Okay. That would be uh, (laughs) fiction. But sure, that's an interesting theme. I think theme. it would be very popular. Mm-hmm. 
John, why did you become a puzzle maker? I couldn't help it. You know, when I was growing up, uh, my parents liked to do crosswords. Sometimes we do jigsaws. And I came across this magazine called Games Magazine. And it was full of great, wonderful puzzles. They were brand new. They were all sorts of different varieties of puzzles. And I just wanted to be in that magazine. So I created something and I sent it in. And then I started gradually sending them things year after year. And uh, I also got to meet all the wonderful people who are in the games industry. They're, they're smart people. So that means usually that they are very kind because they're smart enough to be kind to each other. And they're interesting and they're different. And so uh, that's why I do puzzles. And it's, uh, it's a lot of fun to do. You know, they say if you find something you like to do, you'll never work a day in your life. And mm. I found something that I really like to do, so it doesn't feel like work. Nice. Anne, what is the hardest thing that ever happened to you at work? Ooh, what a good question. So as I said, we have many different storylines and themes. And we were working on one. It's called Grandpa Jack's Attic. And we were trying to make the kids, who is the family that was participating in this, get to the solution, basically, which is finding Grandpa Jack's will. And one of the traps didn't open. And so these people were trying and doing their best, and they were being really successful. But because, it, you know, the jig didn't work, it was really, it was a tough thing. And so we had to help them and then basically give them a receipt to do it again another time, like a coupon to come back. So so they're not still in the room. They're not still <laughs> in the room. We let them out. But it is really disappointing because you work so hard to create these designs. That does sound very difficult. Yeah. <laughs> and what do you do on an average Wednesday? Ooh, such a good question. So on an average Wednesday, I go into work and I just start pulling ideas from anything that's recent in the news or anything that I come across. And I create ideas or ways of which to design a new escape room. I know you said you liked to dance. Mm -hmm. So did you know the jigsaw puzzle was actually based on the dance, The Jig? <laughs> so it's finding out information like that that really I try to use in my escape rooms that just because it's all good fun. Um, this is for both of you. Mm -hmm. What is the most popular puzzle magazine? That is tough because, you know, there's not a lot of really good puzzle magazines out there right now. Uh, Games Magazine for a long time was very popular, like I mentioned, but now they've become this uh, other magazine called Games World of Puzzles, and it's full of a lot more newsprint and crosswords and a, a lot less uh, contests and sort of interesting, weird mysteries and things like that. See, I was going to say for me, because do I'm think? not doing just... Uh, regular everyday puzzles like the crossword or something yeah. like that. There was one created just for escape rooms, and it's <laughs> actually called Maze Rooms. So it's a Maze Room magazine, and it gives you highlights of escape rooms going on around the world. Oh, that's I mean, pretty cool. Listen, escape rooms are becoming so popular. They are multiplying exponentially, um, you know, from 2000 when they cre were cr first created. They were maybe about like 400 escape rooms across the world, and Whoa. now there's well over 2,500. So, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Isn't there like a natural predator or something for escape rooms? My goodness, they're taking over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite puzzle magazine is called Answers Monthly, and it's just answers. <laughs> this is for both of you. Can mm -hmm. you tell me your favorite puzzle that you created and how you solve it? 
Mine has got to be, because zombies are so popular these days, that uh, I created a zombie land within a hospital. Oh, that's really cool. And so the entire point was that whoever entered the room obviously had to work through a number of cases to figure out who was a zombie, who wasn't a zombie, and really work their way through the hospital in order to escape without getting bit. And so we had um, needles, like needles that you put in, but they were fake, obviously, they're rubber needles. <laughs> and they were all antidotes. And so to open the next box and find the key to it, you had to figure out the color code that was on each needle, put it in order, and then that unlocked the next box to give you the next clue and, you know, make your way through the escape room. It was really awesome. Cool. That sounds cool. And for John, for right? For me, yeah. yeah. Coincidentally, my most recent favorite puzzle that I ever created was an escape room. I attend this uh, trivia tournament in Las Vegas every year. My company sort of produces it. It's called the Trivia Championships of North America. Ooh. And somebody said, well, why don't we have some, you know, a whole variety of different things for people to do? And I said, you know what? I'm going to make an escape room. I had never actually experienced an escape. I've never escaped one. But I thought I could put one together because I know enough about puzzles. And we did this in a hotel. And I needed to make it. I had a lot of constraints. See, what's, what's interesting is creating puzzles is a puzzle. You've got all these different things you have to try to work out and figure out and solve. It's a puzzle in and of itself. So <laughs> since it was, this was for a, a trivia tournament, I made a trivia-based escape room where the room was supposedly the room of a crazy trivia person who left little trivia questions all around the room. There was a trivia question hidden on the shower curtain. There was one hidden in the ice bucket. There was one that you had to figure out that you had to find the uh, batteries to the TV remote, put them in the TV remote, and turn the TV onto a certain channel, and if you put it on that channel, it would just be snow, but there was a curtain in front of the TV, and the light would shine through certain holes and make a trivia question. Oh, that's so, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think it went over pretty well with the trivia people because you had to know trivia, and some of the answers to the trivia, in case you didn't know it, were hidden in the room. Like I had an almanac in the, in the bed stand, and I had a, a record lying around. People could look up answers there. So, uh, yeah, that was my most recent favorite puzzle that I created. Nice. Thank you. I think I stayed in that hotel room the next day. <laughs> I didn't understand. Now I get it. <laughs> Do you think you could create a puzzle that a robot cannot solve? Ooh. What this makes me think of is Dr. Phil. Now, it's not what you think it is. Um, crosswords, when you uh, create a crossword, the words, the letters that are in the boxes, those are called the fill, right? Now, a couple of years ago, a man by the name of, what is his name? Uh, Matt Ginsburg. Yeah, Matt Ginsburg created a computer program called Dr. Phil, and he takes it to the American Crossword Puzzle Tournament every year where hundreds of people are solving the same seven puzzles in a timed format. And he has his crossword program, Dr. Phil, attempt to solve the puzzles faster than the humans. Now, Dr. Phil is getting stronger and stronger because it's learning how to solve crosswords, but almost always there's some sort of strange wordplay or trick that always kind of messes with the computer's brain and the computer ends up just completely flubbing the whole thing. 
So yeah, there is a, a, a lot of ways in which uh, computers are great. They are pretty yeah. great, but there are also ways in which they are just not like humans, and humans can think a little more flexibly. Yeah, uh, smarter, basically. I, yeah, so I to just, speak. I wouldn't. Go, okay, yeah. but before we go down this road of slander, uh-huh. <laughs> I just want to say that Dr. Phil, who mm-hmm. is a friend of mine, <laughs> uh, he's not representative of some of the rest of us who are maybe better at puzzles. <laughs> and uh, he tries, okay? Okay. But that's his okay. job to do puzzles, uh, though. You know what? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not to disagree, he was originally designed to scoop ice cream. Oh, right. <laughs> that's, that's what Dr. Phil yeah. means. Got it. Mm, filling cones. All right. Well, I guess you'll have to agree to disagree. Yeah. Yeah. It's time for the Shorts on Fire round when our experts have to answer as many questions as they can before time runs out. Experts, the key to this round is not to puzzle over each question. Sadie, let's start with Anne. You can ask your Shorts on Fire questions now. In what country was the escape room invented? I believe it was Japan. What has an eye but cannot see? Ooh, a needle? What do you call a special jigsaw puzzle piece that's shaped differently from all the others? Pass. How did Alexander the Great untie the Gordian knot? I have no idea. Pass. Have you ever gotten stuck in one of your own escape rooms? No. Come close, though. When is a door not a door? Ooh. When it's a jar. Oh, time's up. <laughs> I've heard that one before. <laughs> oh, too bad. All right. Um, okay, Lisa, can you please reset the timer? Anything for you, me love. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, All I'm right. on another call. Sorry, what? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Man. Oh, Deborah, you need me to do something? Would you mind resetting the oh, yeah, timer? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Fine. Whatever. Thanks so much. Okay, Sadie, you're going to ask your shorts on fire questions to John now. What is the hardest puzzle in the world? Uh, the hardest puzzle in the world? Oh, uh, it would have to be the human heart. <laughs> <laughs> Was Ken Ken named after someone called Ken? (laughs) No, it's based on the Japanese word for smart. What is the record for solving a Rubik's Cube? Uh, There's a boy in Australia, I think his name is Felix, and I think his record is 4.22 seconds. What word is always pronounced wrong? Well, the word wrong is always pronounced wrong, I'm pretty sure. What is a word or name that spells a different word or name backwards? Well, as you know, a word that is the same forward and backwards is called a palindrome. Well, somebody came up with an idea that if a word that makes another word backwards should be called a lap, which is the word palindrome backwards. Time. That is That's time. That's all the time. Whoa, man, I learned so much stuff or was lied to a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't know. It's decision time. Now our contestant Sadie must solve this puzzle. Sadie, who do you think is our liar, liar, pants on fire? Anne. <gasps> Why do you think Anne is our liar? She kept going skip, pass, pass. Too many passes, I see. Yeah. Okay, well, we're going to find out. Will the actual puzzle expert please tell us who you are? Sadie, it's me, John Chinesky. You did it! Whoa. That is 
through. You did it. That is correct. John Chemeski is our puzzle expert. He is the content director for Quizzing North America and hosts live game shows twice a week for Trivia NYC. He's a puzzle guy on the radio show Away With Words and has been creating all sorts of puzzles and games for over 40 years. Well done, Sadie. That was fantastic. It's time to do some fact-checking. John, were there facts that Anne shared for which she deserves some crosswords? Oh, sure. I see what you mean by that. Yeah. Well, the one thing that really stands out right away is she said that the jigsaw puzzle is based on the dance, the jig. Uh, that's not exactly true, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it has to do with an actual jigsaw, which is actually used to, to cut wood into little pieces. Yeah. See. Well done, John. <laughs> okay, so Anne, what facts did you share that truly boggle the mind? Um, I also lied about the magazine. There is no such mm-hmm. magazine that I know of yeah, in the maze sounded, room. That sounded oh. fishy, sure. Yeah, that didn't sound that real. I better cancel my subscription then. It sounds cool, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, well, thank you. I tried. Very good. And let's see, just a few short questions to review. So a special jigsaw puzzle shaped differently from the others is called a whimsy piece. Ooh, that got me. Yeah. I was going to say cornerstone. I that knew, still oh. would have been wrong. I, I knew was gonna that. Say, I was going to say Odd Frankie. (laughs) Odd Frankie. And Alexander the Great, he untied the Gordian knot. How? Do you know, John? Yeah, he cut it with a sword. Oh, that feels like cheating. A little bit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Cheaters never prosper. We know this. Yeah, he's dead now. (laughs) See what happens? (laughs) Well, that is all the time we have today. Thank you so much to our amazing contestant, Sadie. Thank you to our expert and liar, John and Anne, and to our legend of a robot, Lisa. And, of course, many thanks to our listeners tuning into Pants on Fire, where facts are no trivial matter. Pants on Fire is a production of Gen Z Media. For more great shows, visit bestrobotever.com. While you're there, you can send questions for me to read on Ask Lisa and find out how you can participate. And follow us on social media at Pants on Firecast for behind-the-scenes photos and more true facts. And there's one thing John said which was true. The greatest puzzle is the human heart. <laughs> <laughs> I take one apart every night. Oh, oh no! Hey, it's Chris Terry, sneaking in at the end of your show to let you know that we have a new website for Gen Z Media. GZMshows.com is our new home on the web where you can listen to all of our podcasts, buy scripts, t-shirts, mugs, and more. You can even hear trailers from our upcoming releases months before they come out. Check out the new site at GZMshows.com. That's the letter G, the letter Z, Z if you're Canadian like me, and the letter M, shows.com. Thanks again for listening. Give me a Z!